0: When we hit the road for the first couple of months, um, it was scary.
1: We were <laughs> questioning that decision, like we were. I mean, it was it was really hard. <laughs> it was
0: it was scary because a big transition. Because when you change anything major about your life, where you live, where you work, there's this long list of I don't knows. There's this long list of things that you just, you don't even know that you don't know those things right right until they pop up in life. And, and, and for the first couple months, we ran across a lot of those things that we, we had no idea would even be an issue. And we had no idea that we didn't know about those things. And all of a sudden they're slapping us in the face and, 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 you know, telling us, Hey, you better deal with this right now. And Tessa and I would kind of, When something anxious would happen or something stressful would happen, Tess and I would kind of lock eyes across the kitchen in the bus or something and say, oh, you could tell we were thinking the same thing. Like, What have we done? Oh, no. (laughs) We just
2: made a huge mistake. This is going to be a great episode, and I'm glad you're here. I am sitting down with eight people, three dogs, and a snake on a bus. Now, that sounds really interesting and very cool, and I wish it were all true. That just happens to be their uh, social media handle. Uh, But they are the Evans family, and I'm sitting with Matt and Tessa Evans, and they sold it all to refocus and take full advantage of these precious years with their six kids, all between the ages of 5 and 18. The Evans family currently lives on a bus and travels the U.S. full-time while working online and learning alongside their children. They are passionate about living with purpose and intention, learning new things, and Tillamook ice cream, which who doesn't like that? Uh, You guys need to get over and follow all of their family adventures on Instagram, Facebook, and definitely over on YouTube at eight people, three dogs, and a snake on a bus. That's the number eight and the number three, and it's all one word. I'm going to put it in the show notes so that you can just find it easily. Um, Also, they've got a page going on about their intentional living journey at This Big Tiny Life. They are super inspirational. They've got loads and loads of marriage tips and advice for just staying connected, as you can imagine, uh, with your whole family, selling everything, packing up, putting a bus together to live on, um, and just hitting the road for just living life. It's amazing. So you guys enjoy this episode and uh, make sure to head over and tell them hi, uh, that you enjoyed what you enjoyed from the episode and what you got out of it and how you're going to live your life with a little bit more intention. All right, you guys enjoy. Welcome to The Greatest Day Podcast. My name is Craig Smith, your host and the creator of The Greatest Day Mindset. This podcast is all about helping you gain the tools and the insights you need to shift your focus in life and begin living each day to the fullest. The Greatest Day Mindset is a lifestyle. It's a way of living each and every day with a positive attitude. It's choosing to be happy and live life with energy, no matter your current situation or circumstances in life. Today truly is the only day you and I have to live, shape, and create who it is we want to become. So choose to make today the greatest day of your life. Welcome back to the Greatest Day Podcast. I'm really excited. Again, I say this every single week that I push record, but it's just because there's exciting people in the world and they're sharing their, their time with us. And today we have Matt and Tessa Evans, or as some people would know, eight people, three dogs, and a snake on a bus. Um, so thank you guys for for joining and sharing just some of the things you're up to. Sure, happy to be here.
0: Yeah, we're excited to be here. We did our research too. We listened to some of your previous podcasts.
3: Yeah, we're and to listen to more.
0: Yeah. We have really enjoyed it. We like, uh, we like the advice that you're offering and um, it, it, a lot of it goes in line with kind of our own philosophies. Um, but we've also learned a lot. It's been, it's been really good. We appreciate it.
2: Oh, cool. Well, thank you. So the first, my first question and thought on my mind was, does that Instagram handle still reflect your current life?
3: Uh, No, (laughs) No.
1: (laughs) our oldest daughter has moved out and she's grown up. And so we are now down to seven people. We started out a year ago with three dogs and two of them have since passed away. And so now Mm. we're technically seven people, one dog and a snake on a bus. Um, But we don't feel like changing our name because still they're still with us in spirit. So
2: yeah, of course I love that. So break down um, the seven people. Who's that? Okay.
1: Name? So, well, I mentioned our oldest daughter. She's 18 and she's moved out. Um, Avery. And then we have Parker Ray, who is just turned 17.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and Sam thir- 14. <laughs> they all <are laughs> had birthdays. Um, then we have Lucas, who is 11. Quinn, who is 10. And Hudson, who is five.
2: All right. You got Yeah, the uh.
0: And we're 41 <laughs> and we, 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 and we still don't know what we want to do
2: when we grow up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well don't, it's overrated. I don't think it's, I <laughs> don't need to grow up. <laughs> so, but you did hit a milestone recently. Last week I might, I don't know something about 20, 20, years.
1: Yeah. We've been married for 20 years now Yeah, and it seems really crazy. Like that's a really big number. And at the same time, we can't really remember life before each other.
0: Yeah. Of, yeah. We're, we're it. almost to that point where we've been married longer than we haven't.
2: Yeah. Together. Yeah. Yeah. You've been together longer than you've not been together. Yes. And married yep. is, a, is the next thing to fall. So yep. in the years, so that's probably a year then next year would be, Yeah, yep. that'll take over. That's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. And clearly like part of my my big platform is marriage and um, creating meaningful relationships and modeling for, you know, divor- divorce sucks. And uh, I'm trying to attack the divorce rate by educating and building marriages up. So um, it's awesome. That's why I'm yeah. excited to have you guys on because you're a great model of that. So, well, good. What's the... You talk to us. It doesn't mean it's all good. Modeling is not about being all good. Yeah. Yeah. Not at all. But you're right. Yeah. So the, you guys, well, you just tell us a little bit about, so the bus thing, packing up, living on a bus and just going for life that way. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. Okay. So.
0: Well, I don't know. Your listeners aren't going to aren't going to necessarily know this. some of them may. But um, so what we ended up doing is selling our house, which was on uh, historic Center Street in Logan, Utah. Um, And we sold everything we owned, all of our furniture, all of our vehicles, um, everything. And we bought and renovated a bus into an RV so that we could travel with our six kids and our three dogs and our snake full time and uh, go educate ourselves.
1: I think though, even before that, what brought us to that point was kind of, um, we had some tragedies in our lives. We um, lost a niece and some really dear friends kind of unexpectedly. And um, it really was a wake up call to us like, okay, what do we have that is most valuable time? And our kids are growing up. And what are we doing with that? Are we really taking advantage of this precious window of our lives? Mm -hmm. And as we started thinking about that and praying about that, um, talking about it so much, we, um, we started like asking ourselves, what are our options? What is it that we want our family life to look like? And we even posed the question to our kids and we, brought out like all the art supplies and we put together a family vision board. And as we looked at that family vision board, it was very clear what we needed more of and what we needed
3: less of.
0: And I think the, the thing that was the biggest kind of epiphany for me was that it was obvious that we were not being deliberate and intentional about our life. We were just letting life happen to us and we were, reacting to whatever life was bringing our way and you know and i had a good job with a good salary um you know we had a great house we lived in a fantastic neighborhood we loved our neighbors i mean all of that was good um but it was just kind of life as life designed it not as we would design it.
1: We hadn't made a deliberate plan of what we wanted our family culture to be. And we decided it was time to do that.
2: Yeah. So what what year did that happen then? Selling the house and going all in on this? Sorry, when? Yeah. What year?
1: Um, Well, we made the decision in early 2018. um, And then we started saying, okay, what?" what steps do we need to take? So we had some projects we wanted to finish on the house. So we kind of just broke it down. We worked backwards and um, we moved into the bus, got that all done in June of 2019. So that's when we actually moved in and hit the road.
2: Okay. So we just hit the year anniversary on that too. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I asked because I was just, as you're laying this out beautifully about how so many of us do not live a life of intention. It's it's the nine to five and it's throw dinner together and get through the evening. It's survival. It's so much survival. It's That's hard to like set out in front of you. And I love how you put it, like got the kids in love, created a family vision, had the kids have part of this decision and then said, go for it. But I asked when, because your kids at this point are 16, the oldest, maybe 17. Right. And so, like you said, time, we're not getting more of this time. So I love that. I think people really relate with that. Just floating through life.
1: Yeah. And it happens so quickly and so easily. Like we even, you know, the idea of, living to work instead of working to live you know um we kind of get things backwards in our minds and just let things happen and before we know it these precious years with our kids or with our spouse or whatever it is are gone you know with our health even you know our our youth like we just let it pass us by in survival mode and we often don't decide what we want and actually make it look like that
0: well and and that's one of the discussion points that we've had together in our relationship and what our family looks like is it, it was a decision. We decided that we were okay with letting somebody else design what our life looks like. And
1: we didn't realize we were making a choice in that. Yeah. We didn't realize we had a choice in that. Mm-hmm.
0: And And letting somebody else decide, okay, this is, this is what life is supposed to look like. It's, it's right here and this is what it's you know it, it looks like a full-time job that you know pays the bills and feeds the family and your home is supposed to look like this and your your kids education is supposed to look like this and it's all kind of pre-designed by somebody else someone else was deciding that for us and we just decided we were done with that (laughs) And, And,
1: and even though some of those choices still may look the same right we still may choose the house that looks that way or the the job that looks that way or whatever it is but it's just being aware that we have a choice in it and making that deliberately and intentionally
0: and and making sure that those deliberate choices are actually moving you closer to some sort of goal That you have decided, okay, this is what I want my life to look like. These are the most important pieces of it, and I've deliberately chosen a path that will get me there. Instead of instead of just saying, "Well, I hope we get there someday," (laughs) and and, but there's no choices behind that, right?
1: Which we had done for a long time, and it was kind of this wake up call that that's what we were doing. And what did we need to do to take back that control of our yeah. own lives?
0: And we got drastic with it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I we, would
0: say so. We went, yeah, <laughs> we went all in. And um, honestly, I to be perfectly honest, when we hit the road for the first couple of months, um, it was scary.
1: We... <laughs> we're questioning that decision like we were i mean it was it was really hard <laughs> it was
0: it was scary because was big transition because when you change anything major about your life, where you live, where you work there's this long list of i don't knows there's this long list of things that you just you don't even know that you don't know those things right right until they pop up in life and 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 for the first couple months we ran across a lot of those things that we we had no idea would even be an issue and we had no idea that we didn't know about those things and all of a sudden they're slapping us in the face and 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 you know telling us hey you better deal with this right now and Tessa and I would kind of when something anxious would happen or something stressful would happen Tessa and I would kind of lock eyes across the kitchen in the bus or something and say, Oh, you could tell we were thinking the same thing. Like what have we done? Oh no. <laughs> we just made a huge mistake.
2: So what man. can you share one of those? Like what what's one of those moments? Oh, oh yes. And
1: the funny thing is, is looking <laughs> back now at them, they were very small. It's just that there were so many of them, so many changes in that transition all at once that it seemed really overwhelming. Um, like I'm trying to even remember well, like that how too. Significant they were. Well,
0: and now, looking too, back,
1: right? Yeah.
0: Everything yeah. was new. Yeah, Everything was new. I mean, the toilet overflowing because, you know, we don't have a, a traditional like septic tank in our bus. We have a composting toilet, which we were new to. Everybody had to learn how to use this toilet. Right. And, and, and there's a, there's a learning curve to it and there's, material getting all over the place and 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 it just becomes this really stressful moment which you know is cleaned up in 30 minutes or whatever you know and it's not a big deal and you learn and you move forward and now it's not an issue but back then it was like oh no we've made the wrong decision there's there's poop and pee there's not supposed to be poop and pee yeah we're done we, yeah. you know
1: well actually there was a big one like with our our employment we kind of had a plan for that um yeah and then as we were ready to hit the road and everything it just things falling into place and it was kind of scary because it was this big we'd taken this big leap of faith and here a key component although we had some savings we knew yeah. it wouldn't last us forever and we, so this key component wasn't falling into place and that was really really stressful and we were wondering okay so if this doesn't fall into place is this all for nothing have we, have we forsaken everything mm. for nothing? Um, and it was a big leap of faith. And thankfully it has fallen into place and we've just had to be patient and we've had to look at things a different way. Like instead of just having like one, you know, main 40 hour a week job, we realized it's actually probably better for us to diversify and to have several buckets out catching rain. And, you know, just some things like that, that we just kind of, had to have this perspective shift on because it is a completely different way of life.
2: I love that. I love that many buckets catching rain because that—that's everywhere. That's that's our marriage. That's our how we're parenting. It's like you can't do one thing. That one thing's not gonna take you through to this vision you've created. Like forget it because when that's gone, everything else is gone too. So, um, and that's probably that's one of those big things I hear you talking about. Um, that you had to learn was like this, this it's actually more risk to just have it all in one bucket. We can't do that. Yeah. I want to go back to something you guys were talking about, which was hope and hope not being a strategy. Hope is not a strategy, not for anything. Um, if you're relying on hope and luck to succeed, you're going to be disappointed and broke and It's not, it's not going to be good,
3: yeah. but you did more what than hope.
2: It? you planned and you, and you got intentional about like, okay, this is how it's going to look. And this is step one. And this, and we figured some other things out along the way, but. Right. You
3: know.
1: Yeah. We really very much had to have kind of a step-by-step plan and we couldn't like necessarily plan it down to the day. You know, we, we didn't know when our house would sell or we didn't really know how long it would take us to build the bus. We, we had goals of when we wanted that to happen, but, you know, some of those things are out of your control to some degree. And so you do have to kind of have a plan and a structure, but also I think maybe one of the biggest things we've learned in this whole life transition is to be flexible and, and find that balance between going with the flow and not letting the flow take you. (laughs) You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think Yeah, we were listening to another podcast the other day, um, Greg Denning, Greg Denning. Denning, um, And he, I don't know if it's okay that I plug another podcast (laughs) on your podcast, (laughs) but he said something that really made sense. He said, if you are not deliberate and intentional about anything or everything in your life, the best that you can hope for is mediocrity is just to wow. be mediocre. maker.
2: Wow. Like yes. that's
0: the best you can hope for. Because like you just said, if you're leaving everything up to hope or to luck, then really your best case scenario is just to be average. And why shoot for average? You know, would, uh, <laughs> don't you want your life to be amazing and your relationships to be amazing and your kids' education to be amazing? And I mean, is it, shouldn't, Everybody deserves for it to be spectacular.
3: And
1: I think it's important to know that my spectacular is going to look different than my neighbor's spectacular.
0: Or my spectacular. Yeah, I
1: mean, what is important to me in those areas and what areas in my life am I going to just let happen so that I can put all of my energy into these other areas of my life that are so much more important to me,
2: Mm -hmm. such as
1: my family or, you know, things like that.
2: You guys no you doubt guys had to shift what became important as a couple. Like you're saying, my spectacular is not Matt's spectacular or How did how have you guys shifted something about yourself because the other person like it became a priority now? Is that making sense how I put that?
0: Yeah. Um Tess and I Tess and I were lucky to come across um, kind of a philosophy for marriage and relationship that ha- we were lucky enough to come across it early on in our marriage. Um, and uh, you, you had made a comment on Tessa's recent post to Instagram um, mm-hmm. where she mentioned this. And we realized early on um, that when it comes to each other's needs, like what I need as her, her husband, what I need as Matt Evans, as the father of our kids, as her husband, as, as you know, all the needs that come with life and all the needs that she has that come with her roles, different roles in life. We realized really early on that if I am focusing on what she needs, and she is focusing on what I need, then all of our needs are taken care of. We
1: don't and have to worry about our
3: own.
0: We don't have to really worry about our own. And it frees us up to worry about each other's and make sure, I'm making sure, hey, is, is Tessa taken care of as a mom, as the educator of our kids, as um, you know all the responsibilities that that entails? Is she, is she, does she have what she needs? Does she have the support she needs? You know, does she need something material to accomplish those things that I can provide? Is there work that I can do that can support that? And then vice versa. You know, what does you know Tessa thinks? What does Matt need at, in his roles as you know the guy who fixes everything and the guy who you know? And I think that's all I do is fix stuff.
2: <laughs> well, that's it. That's it. Stop that, Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: It's not just each other's needs in our roles, but also like you were asking kind of like what my spectacular life would look like and his, and maybe that's different sometimes. But I think that that's key is understanding that. So what's really important to me in our family life may not be the same as his, but if we're both helping each other achieve both of those things, it's really spectacular. Does that make sense? So it's not necessarily like, Um, we have to fight over kind of who's spectacular wins out, but more of, um, well, this part is important to you. So let's pour into that. And this part is important to me. So as a team, let's pour into that. And then together they really complement each other.
2: It makes total
1: sense.
2: sense? It makes total (laughs) sense. So, and there's always a part in, in podcasts where I'm like, okay, guys, everybody needs to pause and rewind and do listen to that part again. This is that part so far. There's probably going to be many more with you guys, but all of that. And they have a note to make sure to talk about your Instagram post. Cause I, I loved it. And, and Tessa, you, even in your post, I think you said, I know you guys, this is really simple stuff to think about, but we don't live, we don't live this way. We don't, most people are not in the mindset of if I take care of all my partners and needs, they're going to be freed up to then attend to my needs. Well, this is genius. Wow. Like, I think we know this, but we don't, we don't do it. And you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't perfect about it either. Um, but I loved what Tessa, what you said in the, in the post was, let me think about it was when i notice that my needs aren't necessarily being met or i feel i don't feel like my my love tank is full i go inside myself to think how might i not be showing up for my partner fully because if mine aren't then that means maybe his aren't either
3: right.
2: say more about yeah. that that's i love that that is awesome
1: yeah i i do feel like We have, it's human nature to have these moments of selfishness, right? Of where we think, well, I'm not getting what I need and I need this and I need this and he doesn't see this. He hasn't listened to me here or whatever it is. um, We have those moments where we kind of are just dwelling in that selfishness, but when we're able to stop and say, okay, well, if I'm feeling this way, a good chance is that I have not been pouring into his needs either. And he's probably feeling the same way. And so then if I can shift my focus and start to focus on what his needs might be, I kind of forget what mine are. And and or I realize, oh, maybe he is showing up for me that way in that way. Or he sees me showing up for him in that way. And then it, like you said, it frees him up to then show up for me in that way. And so, you know, any one of those scenarios happens regularly but i i have really feel that when we're kind of selfish about our own needs and desires um it kind of overtakes our thoughts and and our energy and our time and so we're not then able to give to our partner and in turn receive from them
2: yeah this is Matt do you want to add to it cuz i'm about to run off um,
0: I, I i i think where And and I'm, I'm no doctor. I'm no therapist. I don't, you know, I, I have nothing that necessarily backs this up other than my own experience, but I, I feel like relationships, um, tend to struggle in this area when they're not developing this specific habit of making sure your partner's needs are taken care of and I, I guess that's not really the habit, because what, what Tessa just described takes effort. It requires you to, to pause and be intentional about it and say, okay, what do I need to do about this? And what, what can be done about this? And I think that's the habit where, that people don't develop. The habit is not doing the things for your partner, the habit is stopping yourself and saying, okay, what, what do I need to do? The habit is, it's a, it's a mental exercise. It's a, it's a mental habit and it's, it's self control, which is the hardest thing to do. And so it's not like, it's not like this just becomes easy to do one day. Mm -hmm. Um, we're continually having to I mean in our to self-evaluate. Yeah, yeah. And the meetings that we have with each other every morning, we have to talk about this and and you know the things that we need to be doing. It it requires effort.
1: Yeah, with that being said, I feel like it's life-giving effort. When I am really focused in on my own needs and what he's what not giving me. I am so drained. I am so um, it, it overtakes everything. But when I can have that deliberate focus on him and his needs, it's life giving. It, it's energy giving. I feel good. It it it. Um, so while it is effort, I feel like it's
0: it's rejuvenating. Yeah, it's rejuvenating, yes. and
1: it and it's a good thing. And it doesn't drag me down the way kind of that more selfish
3: perspective does.
2: Yeah. Well, there, and there are things I love how you put that because there are things we do that do take energy, physical fitness or whatever it is, but some of them fuel us back up. Some of them are taxing on our minds and our bodies, but others are that took more effort, but man, I feel more energized. So I'm listening to you feeling energized about it. Like, and, and things don't happen on, on accident. If anybody following me like, probably reads this every three posts that I put out there. It's like effort, attention, and intention is what it's going to take. It's not an accident. Your marriage is great. It's not by chance. It's by choice. It's all these things about, and Matt, I love it. It's the brain stamp of I am going to, I'm going to take this day on by being attentive to what Tessa needs. So I'm not mind reading. But I'm attentive. I'm watching, and I see her body language, and I hear her words, and I hear—you know—I'm listening to how she's interacting with the kids. I got it. I got it. Over 20 years, I've okay. I know what she needs right now.
0: Oh, and I've got it this time.
2: <laughs> this time, yeah, yeah. It yeah. took me it's 20 good. years, but now I got
0: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it's right. It's case by case. Sometimes. I get slapped in the face and, and I mean, not, not (laughs) actually actually slapped in the face, but all of a sudden I realize, Oh, I didn't realize that was going on. I didn't see that. And, and I should have spent just a little more time asking myself, what should I be seeing right now? Mm. And then, and then I should have seen that and I should have been there when I wasn't, you know, whether, whether, However, that may look, you know, me showing up for whatever.
1: And sometimes that means one of us saying, hey, I, because we do have very different personalities, very different love languages. Um, but sometimes that means one of us saying, hey, this is what I need right now. Like, I don't need you to fix the problem. I just need to listen to me vent about the problem or, mm. you know, what it is, whatever it is. Sometimes you actually have to vocalize what that need is. Um, it's not just easily seen. But
0: Well, I think that's probably one of the most common points of stress in a marriage um, or perhaps any relationship is, I mean, we've, we've had discussions where, where, you know, one of us will say, yeah, how did, how did you not understand this? And the other one says, well, I can't read your mind. And the other one says, well, yeah, but it's just, it should have been obvious. It should have been so obvious. Right. And we were talking about that just the other day, actually. And it's like my mind, if there's anything mechanical going on, if there's, you know, if if there's a problem with our car or whatever, I can, I can look at it and I'll have some ideas, even just by how it sounds yeah. or how it feels I'll have some ideas of what possibly might be the issue. Very
1: logic driven.
0: Very, very logic driven. And, and like I can connect the dots in a mechanical piece of machinery. I can say, okay, I know this does this and this does this and this operates. And so I know it, through the process of elimination, I can figure out what the problem is, right? Um, but it takes effort and knowledge in order to fix the problem. Um, And it takes even more deliberate effort and choices to make sure that problem doesn't come up in the first place.
2: Yeah, stay ahead of it, right?
0: Exactly. You know, I mean, if I don't want my car to break down, then, you know, I've got to make sure I maintain the fluids. I've got to make sure I change the tires and fix the brakes. There are things that wear out over time. And if I don't stay up on those things, I'm going to find myself broke down on the side of the road. Yeah. And, 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 and I think the relationships are the same way people. It, it, it takes intentional effort to say, okay, I need to maintain this piece and I need to maintain this piece. and All these different parts of our relationship.
1: And those pieces may change through the years, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and on this, uh, and on the same side of or on the I should say on the opposite side of it you know Tessa is very organized and she has this plan of how she wants to accomplish things whether it's you know family meals or um or our kids education when there's certain things they want to learn then she has that set up and you know if I'm not paying attention then we'll find ourselves in one of those scenarios where it was like why didn't you do this? I didn't know that needed to be done. <laughs> how could you not know that needed to be done? That was obvious, you know? Yeah. And, 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 you know, so it's just, everybody's personality is different and you got to figure out how, how those two personalities in a relationship, how they best complement each other to fit together and work together. And, you know, everyone's got strengths and weaknesses. And well, and things, I think but,
1: that goes back to kind of their, priorities. You know, my priorities for our family are a little bit different than his. And um, and that's a good thing because when I kind of am aware of what his priorities and the things that are really important to him are, then I can be more mindful and put more energy into those areas and, and vice versa. I'm
2: going to take a little break away from the discussion here and tell you about one of my deepest passions in life, and that is attacking the divorce rate. Now, when I want to get after the divorce rate in this country, I think about the most important time of a relationship, and that is before I do. Before the vows are exchanged and before the marriage begins, that's where the most crucial work takes place. And the work that I do with couples in premarital counseling and coaching we attack some of these issues that couples face later down the road to gain awareness and insight and just bring a closeness to the relationship. One couple that I worked with said this, Craig was exactly what we were looking for in our pre-marriage counseling. He was friendly, personable, and professional. We left each session each week with a smile on our faces. Even after dating for five plus years, we learned so much about ourselves and each other because of his counseling. And we are so appreciative. We would highly recommend him for any counseling needs, but especially for marriage and relationship counseling. It is the season of marriage and weddings. So if you know a couple or even yourself that are preparing for marriage or have been married recently, connect with me and let's put you into one of the programs that I run and strengthen your marriage before and after I do. Let's get back to this discussion and pick up some more tips from the Evans family I
0: think I think one of the most dangerous things is since since we've talked about you know different roles that we have and different roles that we play the most dangerous thing is for one of us to just say well that's your thing you you go take care of that that's so so that's 100% whatever that is that you want that's 100% your responsibility I'm not going to have anything to do with it I think that's one of the most dangerous places a relationship can get into. Um, not that not that you know every that people have to do everything together, but they need to care about what the other person is doing and care about what's important. To and them. even
1: if that's all that is needed, is just them caring and supporting because that's important to the other person. Then yeah then that's good
3: right
2: <laughs> yeah like you're important enough to me that what's important to you is also important to me
3: absolutely right yeah.
2: of course you guys this morning meeting that you do this speaks into everything that that you just laid out um, how key is that does that happen every day it has to it, some days it doesn't and how does that affect how the day goes um,
1: some days it doesn't is true. Um, in fact, this morning it didn't. Um, but if we're intentional about it happening, you know, at least most of the week, then, then we're usually good. And as long as we keep communication open, um, we are unique in that we spend pretty much 24 hours a day with each other now.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, because even when he's working, he's still in very close proximity to us um and so that does help our abilities to communicate um throughout the day and oh we, we didn't talk about this in our meeting but just so you know this and this and that whatever but um our morning meetings give us kind of this they just put us on the same page for the day um he can have completely different plans and priorities for what needs done that day than i do but if i'm aware of those things for him then we're able to kind of work through the day together and not feel like we're pulling away from each other. Um,
0: and it gives us a specific moment to say to each other, okay, how can I help? Mm-hmm. What can I do? If that's, if that's your goal, if that's what you're doing today, do you need anything from me? What can I do that will help this uh, or make it easier? Or you know, do I just need to get out of the way? You know, whatever, what do you need yeah. from me in order to accomplish the thing that you want me to do today? Yeah.
1: Yeah, so it just kind of gives us a good foundation. And we have kind of a rotating, like we have things that we need to talk about every single day, but they're also kind of a rotating list of subjects. So like yeah. one day we have, that's just completely devoted to um, our kids and what, you know, what's going on with this kid and what can we do about it? Let's pull them in and talk about it. Or, um, or we have another day that's completely devoted to like our business ventures and growing some of the business aspects um, that we want to develop. And so we talk about that. So we kind of have this, you know, every day kind of has a certain subject that we're focused on. And I think that that's helped us to be not only on the same track, but also, pulling together um and very deliberate about those main things that are important to us as a family Um, and and those might be different subjects for each family or each couple right but for us we've chosen the things that we feel need our devoted attention at least once a week and we discuss those things and we plan those things we set goals for those things and steps for those things and um it's really it's really helped us
0: it's it's changed our relationship between the two of us and our relationship with our kids and um just kind of how we feel on a day-to-day like you said it it doesn't happen every day i would say 90 percent of the yeah. time it happens and it happens it's not a long thing it's 20 or 30 minutes um and our lifestyle makes it easier for us to do that. I, you know, right. I know not everybody's day is gonna look like ours looks and, and have the capability to do that. We listened to um, one of your previous co- podcasts that had to do with like the six, the six extra things you could do a week yep. um, to your relationship. And we love that. That was awesome, awesome advice. Um, And, and so, and, and we thought, wow, that's, that's uh really close to what we're
3: striving for. Yeah.
0: What we're striving for. And, 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 uh, you know, we do it daily instead of having that once a week meeting. uh, Um, you know, we decided that for our family and our circumstances, it really benefited us, um, to do, To do it every day and we have some default items in there you know every day we talk about finances we talk about where we're at because you know sometimes money gets tight and if you're not intentional about that you're going to find yourself in trouble real quick and then add extra stress into your relationship and things and so so it, it has i i think it's changed things a lot one thing that we just added to that in fact just this last week we're constantly kind of Changing it, and it's evolving into something you know that
1: meets our current needs,
0: yeah, yeah, that that we can be more intentional about, and one thing we just added last week is um once a week, we will bring in each of the kids individually, um, just so for
3: a few minutes
0: yeah, just for a few minutes and say, Hey, how are you doing? You know, do you have any questions? you know, are you worried about anything? is there stuff that happened this last week that you want to address with us that you're concerned about or that you want to talk about, you know, you know, are there things that we can do to help you with stuff that you have going on right now with your schoolwork or whatever it is. And um, we've only done it with a couple of our kids so far, because like I said, we just barely implemented this, but it's, it's a five minute window, a conversation to let our kids know, we care about you, we care about what you're doing, and we've decided to keep it completely positive. Like, our kids may come to us, because they're kids, with with something that they're concerned about, or they're upset about, and say, you know, I didn't like it when you did this. And as parents, we know that it's 100% their fault. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like the there's, situation uh,
1: may have just been yeah you
0: know. this was this was created by you like you you did this but this is not the time for that right. this is the meeting for us to say
3: listen
0: i hear you and i understand what you're saying and we as as your parents are aware of that and now
3: what you know
0: what can we do to help it's not pointing fingers back at them, which so much of parenting is. So much time is them complaining or whining about something and us saying, that is your fault. <laughs> that is 100% on you. And it kind of dismisses their feelings a little bit.
2: But they know that. Um, like, they know that. They just do. like just like you and I. Like We can beat ourselves up en- enough. We don't need another person to do that. That's not yeah, even why they exactly. came to you. They came to you to be rescued a little bit and heard. Exactly.
0: Yes. Even, yeah, even though they may be blaming you for it. Right. They came looking for something else. And so this is kind of our moment with Mm. each kid once a week to be intentional and say, we love you. We understand you. We understand how you're feeling and we can work on that together.
2: Or we don't understand you. Help us.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah, For sure. For
3: sure
1: well, and we I mean especially because we do have a larger family and so it's easy for even though we are together much of the time we homeschool we travel all the time together um, but it's still easy for kids to kind of get lost in the mix a little bit or to not feel heard or seen and so this kind of gives them that time where they know it's just theirs
2: mm. so impactful more so than they or you even know it That's, yeah, that's a, that's going into the Smith home immediately. (laughs) I I check in with my boys, kind of a father son meeting, but not, I think all of us can be, you know, a little bit more attentive to those things and with our partners, that episode you're talking about the six hours to a better marriage. Um, Just going back to, you guys have a daily meeting, 10, 20, maybe 30 minutes um, when allowed. And a lot of us not traveling around on a bus, That's, that is tough, but it's tough for you too. So that's not even an excuse. It's so for people who that's not their setup, do it the night before, like do 10 minutes the night before. Here's what tomorrow looks like. And I probably talked about this in the, in the episode, but again, it's going back to Matt, as you said, it's putting that brain stamp of, this is important for us. We know we're better when we do it. Let's make it a priority. Speaking of priority, just to shift for a little bit, how do you guys, go ahead, Tessa, you're going to say something.
3: Oh,
1: I was just going to say, I mean, it could be a 10 minute phone call during a lunch break at work. It could be, it can look, look any number of ways, but I think what it communicates to your partner is that this, our marriage, our family is absolutely worth that 10 minutes or whatever. Let's rearrange something in the day and it really doesn't actually take that much effort once it's a habit, but it, the dividends that it pays out are so, so great.
0: Yeah. And, and one kind of side note about maybe some of your listeners that are listening to this and they're saying, Oh yeah, we need to do that. Yeah. We should, we should really have, you know, that meeting with our kids or we should really do whatever any, Anything. What Tessa and I have found is that when we're trying to develop a new habit of something good that we know we're trying to do for our family, we always anchor it to something else that's consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we are always together at breakfast, then we can anchor things around that. Whether it's a family meeting or if if we are always you know, if we're always going to work out together or whatever that looks like for your family, if, if just saying, oh, we should really do that meeting is not gonna get it done. Yeah. You, have to, you have to make a plan to make that happen. So anchor it to something that's consistent right. that is already happening all the time. Yep. And, then, and then you just kind of plug this in with it and it will be a lot easier to be consistent with it.
2: That's genius. That's awesome. It takes the, it's like removing accountability from yourself and just it's tying it into the culture. I love that.
3: Yeah.
2: I love that. So you guys, I have a little note to make sure I ask about prioritizing each other date nights. And I see, cause I follow, so I see some of the things you guys do and it's, I'm like, man, I, Is there room for me on the bus? Like (laughs) it, it's totally my stuff. Like, like, well tell us about it. I think the most recent I saw it, it might've been your anniversary actually was like laying in the back of a truck, looking in the sky, like watching a movie on a phone. Like what does date night look like for you guys?
1: Well,
0: (laughs) this is, this is really interesting that you bring this up because we have had date night once a week for years. For years, and we've been really consistent with it. Like, it rarely doesn't happen. At the beginning of our marriage, um, I will admit it was not my thing. I was like, nah, whatever, you know. Um, But it was really important to test it. And so I, uh, for a long time, a few years, I was just like, yeah, whatever, let's go on a date. You know, yeah, let's do this or whatever. And I really wasn't engaged in it and i have to tell you i love date night now i really look forward to it and everything um and and it's 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 something that we both really look forward to every every week and then it got stale
1: yeah it's easy to get into Like the same restaurant, like the movie date
0: night, right?
2: Yeah, that's not a date, by the way. That's not, we gotta say that right now. Movie, movie, dinner in a movie is not a date night. So if that's what you're doing, right? But if people listening, if that's what you're doing, time to adjust. That doesn't count as date night.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, my point is, is, is like there's lots of marriages or relationships out there that are like, oh, yeah, we never go date you know we don't we, we're never just to get to the point where you're doing it once a week be you know a, a big step which is great but just know that if you just let it sit there at once a week and it's just you know it's like it's
1: what you do it's like Grab oh it's, you
0: just you're just grabbing your t- clock in and you're clocking out <laughs> that's all it is you're just going through the steps
1: it's defeating the purpose yeah. of the day and night
0: and and we this conversation just a couple of weeks ago where we recognized, you know, our date nights are just stale.
1: Well, and part of that is that we are with each other 24 hours a day, seven. He doesn't leave for work. I don't leave for work. We're always together. And so it became very easy to be like, oh, yeah, date night. Get your flip flop and get some dinner. It wasn't
3: um, yeah.
1: something we were excited about anymore. It was just one more thing to check off the list. And so um, we've kind of like renewed our yeah our attention to be more excited about that and to put more because when you, it does wonders for our relationship. Mm-hmm. It reminds us who we are as individuals. It reminds us who we are as a couple, not just as or as yeah. you know, CEOs of this family business, whatever. It reminds us why we fell in love, and that we still are in love. And um, I think the key to that is to just making it fun. It doesn't have to cost it doesn't. In fact, you mentioned our anniversary date. Um, so our plan was for our 20th anniversary, we we're gonna go to Italy, and we were gonna be this big thing.
2: Go to where? And
1: uh, we talked about it years, Italy.
2: Oh, okay, okay.
1: Yeah, but obviously this isn't there to be doing
0: that. Yeah.
1: And so we were kind of getting frustrated and,
0: um, and so we
1: disappointed yeah. about what our end be, you know, what we were gonna do or anything. And kind of last minute, we were like, let's throw an air mattress in the back of the truck. Well,
0: before before that, we made the choice to not plan. Since so we were gonna be able to go to Italy, anything else would kind of be lame, you know. And so,
3: so we're
1: like, oh, just never mind. We, we kind of just.
0: Show let the let time go by no plans until all of a sudden it was our anniversary and it was like yeah we we really don't have plans um and but we should have been super... more intentional we should have been more intentional about it and made some plans something because the, the point of it is that it's thoughtful because if it because if it just happens and it just keeps happening and it's the same thing it becomes stale because you you stop thinking about it if you think about how you used to date before you were married and used to date you're
1: still trying to impress them
0: yeah when i was in high school and you know and we were we were you know dating people you wouldn't get off work and be like cool let's let's go date <laughs> you ready you'd put on you know i'd put on my nicest shirt, my cleanest shirt, <laughs> and I would put on my sweet shell necklace and my <laughs> Birkenstocks. <laughs> and like, right? <laughs> you'd, you'd you'd get yourself ready, and in doing so, you would essentially be telling the person you were dating, "Hey, I did this for you because you're important to me," mm-hmm. and and we got to the point and. We kind of stopped doing that. We stopped each other. I mean, we were still dating every week, but that we stopped showing each other that we were important enough to get ready for that date, to prepare for that date, to be thought about that date.
1: And sound it might, especially people who don't go. It might sound like that's just much work. I just don't have the energy at the end of a long work week or whatever. but it is one of those life-giving efforts. Mm. It's one of those things that is like, it makes excited to go do something fun, to do out of the normal, to do, and it can look like anything. It doesn't have to cost a lot. Um, It can look like, I mean, we've done dates like where where we went to one restaurant and got appetizer and then the next restaurant to share an entree and then the next restaurant to do dessert or, you know, just mixing it up and doing something kind of silly. What are some of our favorite dates? Oh, one time we did like a spa night at home. We just locked the bedroom doors and we did facials and massages and it was awesome. So it doesn't have to even leave your house.
2: Yes. So I want to emphasize that part, the creativity and the fun, because you guys are in close quarters by choice. We're in a time right now, I don't say this word much, but the virus um where people are they're also locked in close quarters and spending much more time than they're probably used to so i love these ideas of just get creative it doesn't have to cost money it's have fun with things but be intentional about that that connection
1: yeah and i think being in close quarters makes it um easier to let those things slide because you are with each other more
0: Right. But it's
1: probably more important than ever to make it fun and exciting.
0: Yeah. When, when, when the the pandemic hit and everybody was like, you know, complaining about being in their homes with each other, you know, oh, I'm, I'm stuck in a 2,400 square foot house with four (laughs) other people, you know. And then we're looking at each other and we're like, we have 325 square feet and there's eight of us yeah. and three dogs and a snake. Anyway, when the pandemic hit, we kind of looked at each other and we were like, yeah, not a whole lot has changed for us. Yep. Like this social distancing thing is kind of our jam. Yep. Um, <laughs> and, so, and so, yeah, I, I, we had, you know, we've had a year now to kind of come to grips with how our life looks like in close quarters and there's a lot of people um, that are struggling with it and i think in the end it just comes down to being thoughtful about what you do thoughtful about what you do with your kids and what you do with your spouse and what you do you know uh because there's i mean there's so many things that you can do and a lot of them at first just seem like the stupidest idea right but in in reality they're just something silly that you guys can, you know, have an experience together.
2: Yeah. Well, you guys are a great example or symbol of, it doesn't have to be the things. We're not chasing the things. We're after experiences and feelings. And so that's what we need to get back to. I I think marriages are suffering these days and families. It's not just about marriages, but um, because we're chasing the things and we're forgetting about the feelings. So I hear that the most when you guys talk is the feelings you're you're after helping each other feel wanted and, and needed.
1: Yeah. And that was really eye-opening to us when we started selling everything. Um as we went through, you know, we gave the kids each like this big tote that they could fill with their special things that wouldn't necessarily be needed on the bus, but that they didn't want to sell either, that were important to them that we store. Um, It was very eye-opening when our kids couldn't even fill a tote with the things that mattered that much to them. You know, we have a whole house full of stuff. And when it came down to it, there were very few things that were that important. Um, And then, you know, kind of going along the same lines, like even when we were selling everything, it was really a lot more freeing than we anticipated. And we had realized we had spent years – and thousands of dollars on these things that suddenly we were very willing to just give on away. What?
2: Yeah, exactly. On what? It's, it's, and this know.
1: past year when we have really focused our energies on taking advantage of time and creating those memories, that's been worth every last second. Mm. When we, spent, when we literally just gave away years worth of effort with no, qualms whatsoever. And then this last year has been pure gold that I wouldn't trade for anything.
0: And, and I think you're, you're totally right. When you say marriages and relationships are suffering because they're focused on things. What can I get? What can I have? Yes. Um, instead of what can I produce and what can I give? Um, And those are experiences those are the important things and and really the crux of why we chose the lifestyle that we chose. Um, and it took us a few years to come to that decision to finally say, yeah, I think, I think I want something different. Um, but it had to do with experiences. It had to do with, I want my, uh, I want my kids to experience the places that they read about instead of just read about them, you know? And so, we we went to memphis and we stood where martin luther king was oh, shot rock. or in little rock yeah sorry and we stood where no, Martin.
3: Memphis. Sorry. No, memphis
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so we were able to stand there and and my kids got an experience that will affect them for the rest of their lives and that wouldn't have happened if we were not intentional about our lifestyle my kids wouldn't have been able to walk through abraham lincoln's house in in illinois um they wouldn't have been able to um you know stand where elvis presley recorded his first big hits you know and
1: i don't think it looks like travel for everyone though no yeah it doesn't
0: have to right but that was the intentionality that was the intentionality behind our decision yeah. and the why for us. People who live in a traditional home and have a traditional lifestyle can be every bit as intentional about what their life looks like and the experiences that they bring into their home and the experiences that they leave their home to have as we are traveling around the country in a bus.
2: Yep. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. It's cause some, I think some people will get lost in, in trying to recreate what you're doing. It's not that it's, um, I I mean, I guess it is, it's recreating it in your own way. It's not, it's not following or duplicating, but okay. So let me ask one, maybe a couple more things before we get out of here. You guys are awesome, by the way. Um, what do you, what do you say to the people that are like, this is cool. This is great. They're These people are so connected. I can feel it through the way they talk and that's not my reality. What can I do to get back on track with my spouse, with my partner?
0: There is, for me, I don't know. I'll let you um, give your answer in a minute. But there is one thing that we have learned more so in the last year than I think we have in our last forty years um, or in the previous forty years, you love those you serve um, if you if if anybody is struggling with their spouse or their relationship i mean it it not even necessarily your marriage, it could be any relationship it could be relationship between you and your boss or you and your neighbor it will only improve if you find a way to serve that person find something that they need that you can provide and it it will improve guarantee it's amazing
1: i totally agree i also think um maybe you sit down with a piece of paper and a pen and you say what is it that's important to me? And most people will obviously have their family at the top of their priority list, but their time doesn't reflect that. Their energy doesn't reflect that. Um, So just maybe sitting down with some paper and evaluating like what are the things that are most important to me? Is that my spouse? Is that my relationship? And is my effort and my energy showing that? You know, when when I write it all out, where I spend my time or my effort is that reflected in my priorities and or do I need to switch some things do I need to I mean obviously most of us can't help that we need to spend 40 hours a week at work Mm -hmm. you know that's kind of just life but that doesn't mean the 40 hours that a week at home when you're not asleep can't be absolutely intentional can't reflect those priorities Um, And even just the mind shift of doing the same things you always do, but with a different purpose, I think that can change everything.
2: Yeah. I love that. Like maybe not much changes the way people approach life, except their, except their perspective one and, and their intentionality through service to your spouse, to your children, to your boss, to your clients, whatever it is. Um, mm, that's good. I like that. Um, what else do you guys want to add? I mean,
1: because mothers are cooking yeah, for their children anyway, right? I think that that is a service. Often that, you know, we oft, often think about those things as just something we have to do, but when we are doing those exact same things, preparing that exact same meal for our family, but we suddenly do it with the intention of, Oh, I know my certain child is going to love this dish. Or, you know, like making that, that meal that you know your husband loves. Or even just so much as like putting a candle on the table with the plates that you already put out. You know, just something mm. to, to show that you're doing this with intention and purpose because you love these people. I think can change it can change everything that you're already even doing.
0: And along with that, I think people have to be prepared and willing to sacrifice. Is one of the most important things to sacrifice your time to sacrifice your efforts to sacrifice your time
1: on your phone,
0: (laughs) whatever. Yeah, whatever it may be, you have to be willing to sacrifice and, and choose, intentionally choose where your inconveniences are in your life.
1: And realize that that's all they are is inconveniences. They're inconveniences
0: and, and your choices right now the choices you've made up to this point have determined in large part for the most part, what inconveniences you have in your life right now for us in order to get rid of some inconveniences, it meant sold, selling our home and that removed a mortgage from our debt mm-hmm. and it removed, actually it removed all of our debt, mm-hmm. but, and then we chose other inconveniences. Our life right now is not without right. inconvenience. Every life has inconveniences, but you get to choose what those are. What I areas? have to take out the urine and the feces <laughs> on the daily. That's inconvenient. That is, that is super inconvenient.
1: But that's all it is.
0: But you it's know? just an inconvenience. And I choose that
1: inconvenience
0: so that I can have the other things in my life my priorities, my time is freed up to spend with my family. I work less hours. I get paid. I'm I'm to the point to where I get paid about the same amount as I was before, as far as you know what I'm bringing home. And so I'm to the point now where I've chosen my inconveniences so that my my life looks more like what I want it to look like instead of, my life just looks like life because yeah. I'm just reacting to what life's throwing at me.
2: Yeah. You get to take out the feces and you're in.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: You don't have to. You'll have another inconvenience have if you don't, to. but you don't, don't have, have to. to. <laughs> right. yeah. Choose the inconvenience. Choose your inconveniences. Yeah. Love that. Okay. Um, Anything else before we get this out to the world? You guys are up to? You want people to tune Um, into? We already got to get people over just to follow the page. There's, you know, all that. But
0: oh yeah, I mean we're we're on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube as eight people, three dogs, and a snake on a bus. And those are just the numbers. Don't spell out the the numbers. They're just the numbers. Um, and then but, we talk
1: more about these kinds of things, marriage, relationships, and intentional life um, at this big tiny life on Instagram.
0: Yeah, but honestly, like, if there's anything this last year has shown us, it's that everybody can be more intentional about their life, and they will they will make their life look more like they want it to and less like it just happened to them. Um, and the other thing that we, we learned in the last year, um, about being an intentional and, or, or this lifestyle that we've chosen that we've intentionally chosen is that people are good mm. everywhere we go. There are so many good, good people. Um, and those people, you can bet that those good people are intentional about what they're doing. Um, and so, you know, be good people, good things, be good to each other, be intentional about that as well. And you, you will be happier for it.
1: Yeah, I, do, I just would add to that to see every aspect of your life as a choice that you are making. Whether you are planning out that choice or mindful of that choice or not, every aspect of your life is a choice and you get to choose it.
2: That's it. We're not adding anything else. Take all that <laughs> stuff that they said, all that, and make today the greatest day of your life. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Greatest Day podcast. Hopefully the information given today will help each of you as you continue to improve your life, stay present, and make each day better than the last. As always, please take a minute and share this episode or this podcast with someone that you think would benefit and hit that subscribe button, leave a review, and let's continue to spread the greatest day mindset to as many people as we can. I appreciate each of you once again. We'll see you on the next episode. And as always, make today the greatest day of your life.